We're starting. We're starting. So um, yeah, good to see you again. Uh, Julia, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell our, our audience a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Xinhe Zhu. I go by Julia. You know, it's easier for everyone to say. Um, so I'm Chinese-American. I came to America when I was 14 from China. And I went to a very small high school in Pennsylvania. I was the only non-Caucasian student in my entire high school. Um, so from not speaking English to four years later, I graduated top five in my high school graduating class. And I was the only student in my high school's history to get into the U.S. Naval Academy. At the U.S. Naval Academy, I was a quantitative economics major where I met my partner uh, in business and in life, Philip Middleton. He, because we're in the same major, we're both econ major. Um, and as academy, so like we were now both nuclear engineers in the Navy, so we're nukes swell. And after the academy, I also attended Johns Hopkins University Carey Business School, where I received my master's degree in finance. Now I'm in sunny San Diego, ready to go to Japan in June. Cool. All right. Good to have you on, Julia. Uh, last time we met, you explained to us how, um, you explained a lot, but you explained to us that you have three properties. They're not all homes, but you have three properties and you're, you're 22, right? Okay, I cannot say that I have it because definitely Philip <laughs> and I, um, if anything, like he probably has a larger portion of it, definitely actually. But anyway, so like together as a team, um, again, like we have our own uh, LLC, it's called Middlebridge Holdings LLC. You guys can go find it. We have our own website and everything. So Middlebridge Holdings LLC, we purchased a condo in Japan, a condo in Guam, and a piece of land in Alaska. Okay. Uh, why did you, uh, it, it's, it seems like it, it's really spaced out. There's a lot of, uh, of diversity there. Why did you decide to space out versus, uh, I guess, like focusing on one market? Uh, diversify, that's the word I'm looking for. Why did you decide to diversify? Um, I guess we did not intentionally diversify. Very much so we chose our real estate property, like how we did with the stock market. And again, we were amateurs, like amateurs at real estate. So both Philip and I were exposed to the stock market pretty early on. And um, however, we were not exposed to the real estate market until August last year. So we're very new to the real estate market when we decided to buy. And as military, naturally, when we first exposed to the real estate market, it's all about VA loan, right? You know, like ADPI, um, user VA loan house hack and stuff like that. However, because our first duty station is Japan, so we did not have the option to use our VA loan or the house hack. Um, therefore, we just became very creative and we purchased and then we found this really interesting niche market of military people overseas because military people overseas, the government pays like their landlord a premium rent. So for example, like the same house renting to locals would be like a thousand dollars but renting to the military because the government's paying. So the renter has no incentive to negotiate the price. So the government will pay like a blanket $2,000 even though fair market value would just be a thousand. So we see the opportunity and we capitalized on the opportunity. Um, yeah, so that's how we got our first property. And then we like, we were really interested in Alaska. We saw this piece of land in downtown Alaska, Anchorage, very close to the airport. Um, 20 years ago, during the gold rush period in Alaska, it was probably worth like 20,000. But after the gold rush, 
um, the land price in Alaska plummeted. Um, so right now we just thought it'd be very interesting to own a piece of land there. It's by no means expensive anyways. Um, and then the house in Guam is how we discovered the military rental market overseas in Japan. So we kind of like using the same thought process we found Guam, where it's the only place you can get um, US loan yet renting to military with like the, the premium because the government is paying for it. So those are just interesting markets. However, now that we have like dabbled with um, single family home or just condos, personal investing, we definitely want to focus uh, in Japan and in Guam. And go like our goal for 2021 is to do one syndication deal in either location. Either in Guam or Japan? Yep. Okay. That, that, like that's our primary market. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where else you can receive, because the, the, the term is OHA versus BAH, but basically the, the government, instead of giving you a, a stipend and letting you spend it how you want, they give your housing, the government as a military service member gives your housing allowance directly to the property owner or the manager, correct? Yep. So I'm thinking, what else? Did we still have a base in Puerto Rico? Because I guess Puerto Rico would fall under the same uh, the same terms. I know we used to have a base in Puerto Rico. I used to be able to get stationed in Puerto Rico. But... That would be nice. Sign me up. I want to get stationed in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a lot closer to the, the, the continental U.S., so maybe it'd be an easier trip. Um, yeah, probably. No, Definitely but... closer than Guam. Yeah, Guam's nice. I, I lived in Guam for a couple of years. I like Guam. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's super interesting that you guys discovered Japan and Guam. Um, but what really turned you on to Alaska? Um, there's like a clear reason for um, for Japan and Guam. It's the the mark the rent that you're receiving for the property is artificially uh, higher than it would be normally. But mm -hmm. why Alaska? I... <laughs> oh, that's just that's just kind of like a. <laughs> aspect I don't know so we personally like I don't want to get into politics here like doesn't matter we just personally kind of believe in global warming mm -hmm. and obviously like in the past like three or four decades there's a trend of people moving to warmer locations uh like near the beach however with like the climate change and everything we think in the next like four or five decades like we're, we're not saying next year or so we're saying like 50 years down the road um, maybe there'll be a reverse trend of people like moving to colder places. And a lot, I don't know if you ever been to Alaska or not. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I've um, been once or twice. I've been twice. I like it. Yeah. Like I went there in the summertime uh, and I went to the glaciers of Alaska. It's just absolutely beautiful. Mm, the air is so nice. And again, like by the, the property we bought by no means cheap, like by no means expensive. It's quite cheap. Is in a great location, downtown Anchorage, near the airport. And we bought it for like a very discounted price. And we think, like we're not planning to do anything on it right now. We just think like if we just hold it for like four or five decades, hmm. maybe, you know, like later down the road, you will appreciate a lot. But that's just, that's just something that we thought would be interesting. It's not our focus. Okay. Where your focus right now is uh, multifamily syndication? Yes, that, okay. that, that is our focus, just in Japan and Guam. Multifamily syndication, Japan or Guam. Okay. Mm -hmm. For um, the multifamily 
aspect of it? What, what attracts you to multifamily versus like office or retail or hospitality? Um, so for both locations, we're targeting the military renters. So, okay. you know, they're not going to be renting restaurants. They're not going to be renting hotels. <laughs> they will be like renting houses. So, you know, like kind of we have a targeted audience. Um, and again, we're very open-minded. For example, in Guam, we're actually looking at a golf course right now. Um, if we were to purchase a golf course, like there's definitely a chance where we want to make it into single-family homes or townhouse. But we're very open-minded. Again, we're young investors. It doesn't make sense for us to like close ourselves, like shut down opportunities just because, you know, like we don't focus on that or stuff like that. Okay. The, the golf course is super interesting. Can you tell me a little bit more about your golf course idea? Yeah, absolutely. So we found this off-market deal thanks to our very, very resourceful realtor. And we're also talking to multiple realtors, but like we're definitely working specifically with one now. So like we're working with one realtor and she's very resourceful and she found this off-market deal. So basically a group of Taiwan investors have bought this like 700,000 meters square. So it's a close to like 180 acres, which is a huge piece of land. A few years ago for 11 million and they made it into like a country club. So like a golf course. Uh, 18 hole with a clubhouse and everything and it's like in the puzzle so basically you can build anything on that lot like you can make townhouse you can senior living even restaurants office buildings you can make anything that piece of land um and they were selling it for 18 million however there's a huge price drop to 13 million just a few weeks ago um yeah it's a huge price drop um, and we're very, very interested, but it's, it'll be a very, very ambitious deal for us as like our the first time doing syndication and like two young like investors as a team. So we're also aggressively networking and educating ourselves, hoping to find other more experienced GP who can join us and potentially make it happen. Okay. How are you guys? Uh, Cause I, I, at the same stage with my partner, Fook and I, we're, uh, we're starting a syndication. It's, it's pretty much complete. Um, we've gathered a bunch of LP investors, a few, uh, key, key partners, but what's your, uh, what's your experience looking for, uh, general partners or more, just more experienced people to help you out with, uh, with the process? Yeah. I mean, you're definitely a few steps ahead of me because we like not have not really started the process yet. We just found this really interesting deal and we want to move forward with it. But we kind of lack the, the experience, the resources, the capital to move forward with it. Um, so just a lot of networking. I go to a lot of like networking events. Um, very active, just reaching out to people on LinkedIn. Just like not really shy, able to say hi and like, I guess has the courage of like getting turned down and just try again. Um, it's pretty funny. I was talking to my guy friend about it and he was like, now I finally understand how I feel when I get turned down at bars. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I do know how you feel. Because again, there are people who just straight up be like, no, I'm not interested. Like you're too young, you're not experienced. We don't believe in you, Guam is too far. People like that who are pretty close-minded or who are just very comfortable in their niche. Like I'm sure everyone have their market. Like we should not be judging other people and their investment style, uh, but just, Quite a lot of times when I pitch an idea, people just, you know, look at my age, um, 
or I look at the distance and just completely shut it down before you like listen to us any further. Um, so we're definitely just reaching out to a lot of people. And, you know, like out of 10, there's definitely one person who's willing to like hear what I have to say. And obviously at the same time, I'm very grateful. I went to the Naval Academy. It's a great, like, just, you know, networking platform is a great place to be from. And being the military, a lot of resources opened up to me. And being a young woman, I think a lot of people are willing to help me. That's awesome. No, I, I totally agree. I think uh, something that really helped me out, especially when I was just starting off, and I, I didn't start off in syndication, I started off in, uh, in sales, um, it was being in the military. Uh, I mm. joke that 100, uh, not 100%, but well, here, I'll, I'll give you 100. So 100% of my marketing dollars have, uh, what's a better way to put it? 0% of my marketing dollars have resulted in a deal. Um, 100% of my income from anything I do real estate related, especially sales and property management has all been through networking, either people at work and, you know, in the military or people mm -hmm. at church, um, mm -hmm. or through networking. Actually, I'm starting to get people just through networking. I had a, I have a client who was referred to me from a zoom meeting that I go to once a month. It was like, oh yeah, Mike's mm -hmm. a property manager. Here you go. And then he just gave me the account. Um, mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, we take like extra care, uh, we take care with, take care of everybody, but we take extra care of the referrals because we want, you know, the keep referrals coming. Um, and by doing that, I go to, you know, different networking meetings, but how do you find your, your networking meetings? LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn, Facebook group. Yeah. LinkedIn. Really? Just LinkedIn. Just okay. Probably like 90% are from LinkedIn. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know there were LinkedIn. So the groups, I find the groups that I go to on either Facebook or Eventbrite. Um, there's another meetup, meetup.com. So meetup.com, Eventbrite and Facebook. Um, but I had no idea there were groups on LinkedIn. I, I was looking around and I, I was sure that they would try to emulate something that Facebook or like Instagram. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it. So somewhere, I'll, I'll just keep looking, somewhere buried in LinkedIn, there are LinkedIn groups where you just chat with each other. No, I can definitely like, like set you up with a few, for example, like on Tuesday, there's a Tuesday A by Julia Peterson and Brian Briscoe. He has one on Friday. Um, I think just it's kind of hard for us because as military, we don't really control our schedule. Mm -hmm. So sometimes hit or miss, like for Brian Briscoe's meeting is like a lunchtime meeting on the East Coast. So for us, it's like 10 a.m. on a Friday, where I don't know about you, but I'm always at work. I'm so like at I at work every other Friday, so it works. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm always at work on Friday morning. Like I work during the weekdays. So for me, I have a lot more constraint on when I can go, when I cannot. Mm. Um, for example, there's one, like it's like a Thursday like afternoon, and I just cannot go. So there are definitely constraints, but this is a... Like if you just keep looking, just look up real estate. There are so much. Just I, I Google it. I just Google real estate. Like, you know, yeah. Okay. No, that helps a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Is there a, what is the deal that you're most proud of? I guess like what is your most profitable deal that you have? And then what is the deal that you're most proud of? It might not be the same deal. I mean, we personally, we don't have that many deals to like talk about. Do you have a difference? Three, three deals. Is oh, the Guam does. That's, that's 
the Alaska and doesn't generate anything. Probably won't be for the next like four or five decades. Okay. So that one just like yeah, they're sitting there. <laughs> um, um, so probably just Japan is our first deal. It was the most difficult one because it's overseas. So like our first apartment we bought is literally a new like a foreign country language barrier. No bank would lend to us. We like cannot find a realtor at first. The time difference, just the cultural barriers, and just no predecessor or just the first person to do it. That's our like most difficult deal. Um, but we learned so much from it, and that gave us is an interesting story to tell. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And lastly, uh, what is your superpower? My superpower. <laughs> for example um, i think uh i think my superpower is being able to i guess uh i think i have a a decent emotional intelligence if i walk into a room i can understand uh i guess like the vibe of a place and uh more importantly i think the vibe of a person uh it's really mm-hmm. easy for me to figure out if i can trust someone or not <laughs> um mm-hmm. and you know you, you pick who you want but i i found that yeah. i've um almost never wrong with uh who i like gravitate to or who i let gravitate oh. to me does that make sense okay, interesting do you trust me yeah of course i wouldn't have invited you <laughs> <laughs> i felt like i have to ask that question since he has a superpower um <laughs> um my superpowers are i just wasn't prepared for the question um i guess i just never give up i have a drive um, so like being a first generation, first generation immigrant, Chinese American, minority female, you know, like the only non-Caucasian kid in my whole high school. Now as a female minority immigrant officer in the U.S. Navy, um, the only child, um, and everything. I have a chip on my shoulder. I just have this drive. I want to make something out of this life. So if you give me an idea, if you present me an opportunity, I will not let it pass. Like if you put an opportunity in front of me, I'll do everything I can to grasp, grasp the opportunity. Um, doesn't matter how hard or how lofty it might seem, like I go after it. So I think just very determined, very driven, that might be my superpower. Oh, right. I mean, other than that, like um, I really like one of my friends saying, she, she was like, I'm not super, I'm not super smart, but I'm not, I'm smart enough. I'm not super pretty, but I'm pretty enough. I'm not super like sociable, but I'm sociable enough. Therefore, I'm a good person. And I feel like I use the same saying about myself. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm a superstar at any particular area, but like put everything together. I think I'm a pretty decent person. I think that, yeah, no one needs to be uh, a genius at anything um to be successful i think they just need to be consistent uh Mm -hmm. if you're going in the right direction and you're consistently going the right direction Mm -hmm. you're correcting then you'll you'll get there yeah absolutely you know the saying in the navy slow and slow is smooth smooth is fast yes i totally agree what's uh what's a good place for uh, my listeners to get a hold of you if they want to learn more about either your syndication or, you know, what investing activities you've got going on in Japan and Guam? Definitely LinkedIn. If you just look up Sinhe, Julia Zhu, X-I-N-H-E, Julia, J-L-A, 
last name Z as Zulu, H as Hotel, U as Uniform, you can definitely find me. I'm pretty positive. I'm the only person with this name. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll make sure to put it in the show notes and in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks, Julia. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Michael.